Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, friends. Hello. What's up, what's up? Oh, just experiencing a lot of FOMO because I saw on Instagram something oh. with you two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I finally got to hang out with Jeffrey. Oh. Just taking selfies with La Victor billboards on Santa Monica. Casual, as one does. As one Cute. does. <laughs> yes. It was so great to be back on the West Coast for a while. So thank you for making some time for me, Jeffrey. I mean, I was happy that you were able to fit me into your very busy <laughs> schedule. And yeah, it's super fun. And we've known each other for years for the first time that uh, we've hung yeah. out in real life. A lot great. to catch up on for sure in a mm. non-virtual manner, but so great. <laughs> and what else have you been working on? I have actually a fun project here every year for pride at abc news you work on a couple pride specials so i've been hard at work on our episode two of two of pride on abc news live airing on abc news live this friday at 8 p.m everyone super cool we have a really really great interview with billy porter and our juju chang also going in there so lots of really great stuff going Mm, into that nice well, speaking of Billy Porter, I got to see him and MJ Rodriguez perform live during the Disney Drive-In FYC event at the Rose Bowl. So much fun, so much fun. And I literally won the lottery, the, the lottery to get in there because I'm a, I'm a TV Academy member. So that's how I, I got in. I was very excited for that. Cool. I also went to the FYC Rose Bowl drive-in screening for WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was so cool. Catherine Hahn was there. Nice. Carl Lumley was there. It was amazing and great to see it on a, on a big screen. Very, very fun. Wow. Just Jeffrey hanging out with his friends. <laughs> I, if, in my car. <laughs> very far away from them, which is probably, you know restraining orders and all that but you guys so i knew this was coming but i actually got hit up on instagram by our friend brian crosby from marvel who was like i need one of these and what did he attach but a fantastic d23 inside disney t-shirt now available on shop disney yay super cute love the color very excited to show up so good yeah so good I feel like we, my mom is going to want our family Christmas photo in matching D23 Inside Disney yeah, t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think every Disney fan should do their family photo in the D23 Inside Disney <laughs> t-shirts. They're super cute. There's And there are a bunch of other fun cute shirts D23 just revealed as well. Well, guys, it's a huge week. We've talked about this on the show for so long, but Pixar's movie Luca is coming out this Friday, finally on Disney Plus. And later on the show, we get to talk to Jim Gaffigan, who is a co-star, voice talent, all around hilarious, wonderful guy. So excited for everyone to finally see it so that we can talk about it in detail. I have so many things I want to discuss Well, and Sherry, don't forget, I do call him out. I did find a certain comic routine that he did, which maybe was not so kind to the Disney parks. So we get down, we get down to business on that. But we get a lot of news first. So Sherry, what's up? Yes. Okay. First up, dreams are taking center stage. I mean that literally because Hong Mm. Kong Disneyland's new castle stage show is called Follow Your Dreams and it's set to debut June 30th. Woohoo! That's so soon. 
I love, I love a stage show. I love all parks entertainment. So I'm very excited to see videos and pictures of this. It's a 20 minute daytime musical party and it is part of the resort's 15th anniversary celebration. You can see Mickey and his pals take guests through this magical journey that encourages everyone to follow their dreams. Very Aww. cute. I can't wait. The newly transformed castle of magical dreams is also going to be the centerpiece. And there is a water fountain that's going to be used for the first time on the Hong Kong Disneyland stage. Ooh. Yes. Love the sound of it. And what I'm most excited about is there's going to be K-pop inspired choreography. <gasps> I'm obsessed. I mean, yes. Sherry's going to be working on this on her TikTok. We know. Oh, we know. for sure. Yeah. Well, a little bit closer to home, the Disney Imagination Campus was just announced for Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts coming in 2022. All kinds of cool experiences from arts and humanities to science and tech and leadership and innovation. And of course, performing arts where students get to perform on Disney stages for audiences. So you can cool. actually visit d23.com for the complete story on that. Well, I have a pretty magical piece of Disney news over here, you guys. Brace yourselves. Pretty excited about this one. Fireworks are officially yeah. returning to Disney parks this summer. Honestly, after the opening date announcements, this is the announcement I have been looking for just in time for Independence Day celebrations. Nighttime spectaculars are back. They are what Walt Disney himself called the perfect kiss goodnight at the close of a magical day. So on July 1st, happily ever after at Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort will return. And we can expect Mickey's Makes Magic on Independence Day, July 4th at Disneyland Resort uh, and be presented nightly throughout the summer. Well, a, a whole bunch of movie news. I will say that most of these movies are, I would not call them for a family audience. I think they're going to be a little <laughs> bit more, a little more adult uh, in nature, but Searchlight just released its first trailer for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which features Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye Baker and Spider-Man Andrew Garfield as uh, televangelist Jim Baker. It's amazing seeing this and Jessica Chastain totally transformed. So that movie's coming out um, in theaters on September 17th. Coming a little bit sooner, August 13th, the what looks to be hilarious free guy starring Ryan Reynolds as a, a bank teller who realizes he's a background player in, a, in an open world video game. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, the new trailer for that, Just Genius. And I, it's so funny. And 20th Century Studios films, just announced that Vacation Friends, which definitely not a family comedy, not a family vacation. The movie will premiere <laughs> worldwide on August 27th on Hulu and on Star on Disney+. Plus. So excited to go back to the theater, excited to sit on my couch, just lots of excitement <laughs> in general. Um, another reason a lot of people may be sitting on their couch is because Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is a new third-person narrative action adventure game. Yes, I am reading that because honestly, I feel like I just read blah, 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 because I'm, <laughs> I am not fluent in the third-person narrative action adventure game genre, oeuvre, <laughs> if you will. Jeffrey's but... sports corner or video game <laughs> corner. <laughs> Star-Lord and the whole gang return for this new, new game. Um, which is going to be released simultaneously on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox, and a whole bunch of other things that I don't own. <laughs> All going to be happening on October 26th. 
You can visit marvel.com for more information on that and, and get a better description. There is going to be amazing music. <laughs> that is the one thing I am super on board with. Uh, classic 80s hits and, and some uh, original tracks as well. Incredible. You did a much better job with that than I would have done. So props to you for <laughs> getting the video game news out there. Well, I've got some news that we're all much more familiar with coming straight from Monstropolis, Monsters at Work. We just got an official trailer and a new premiere date for Disney+. Plus. You can start streaming it on July 7th with new episodes dropping every Wednesday. Cannot wait for this. Tyler Tuskman, he's an eager young monster who just graduated from MU, always dreamed of becoming a scarer lands a job at Monsters, Inc., but discovers that scaring is out and laughter is in. Clearly, he didn't see Monsters, Inc. If he did, he didn't finish it. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Doesn't he have Disney Plus? <laughs> Doesn't he have Disney Plus? You'd think. We'll find out when it starts streaming on July 7th. If you didn't see the trailer, it is so funny. Check it out on Disney Plus's YouTube. Well, also coming to Disney Plus, we've officially greenlit a Beauty and the Beast limited musical series super excited about this it's slated yes. to be an eight episode musical prequel to the 2017 live action film beauty and the beast the series will star luke evans and josh gad both reprising their roles as gaston and lefou and introduce brianna middleton as lefou's stepsister tilly mm. fun little fact here we're also celebrating the 30th anniversary of the animated 1991 classic beauty and the beast and the original soundtrack is coming from EGOT winner himself, Alan Minkin, who's coming back to serve he, as executive. He's a EGOT winner. We need to be very clear about oh, this, Tony. He's a Disney yeah, legend, too. On, forgive Not me, a lot forgive of them. Me. <laughs> and production on the musical series will begin in spring 2022. So lots to look forward to there. Yay! Nice! And it's also being executive produced by our pals, Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who created and executive produced Once Upon a Time. Very exciting. Wow! Can't wait for this series. An all-star production in the making. Yes. Well, you know what time it is. <gasps> uh, time more video game less. news from Jeffrey? <laughs> no. Darn it. Sorry. Game over. No. Um, <laughs> five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, visit D23.com. First up, we've got Bunked. The Great Awkward Bake Off. I generally will take a bunked item because my niece Dylan obsessed with bunked. So tune into that on Friday, June 18th at 8 p.m. on Disney Channel. Also on Friday, it's the movie premiere on National Geographic of Rise Again, Tulsa and the Red Summer. The National Geographic documentary comes on the 100th anniversary of the two-day Tulsa massacre in 1921. Well, coming to ABC Network on Friday, June 18th at 9 p.m., we're presenting Juneteenth, Together We Triumph, and it's a special edition of Soul of a Nation. Mm. The special will include Good Morning America's own Michael Strahan sitting down with former President Barack Obama, mm. along with tributes and performances by Jimmy Allen, Chloe Bailey of Chloe and Hallie, Leon Bridges, and her. This is actually, you guys, a big part of the last few weeks of my life and I'm telling you it's a must watch so really excited for this one all the interviews and performances coming to the special wow 
Well, the next day, FX's Juneteenth movie marathon is on Saturday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern. You can celebrate the Juneteenth holiday by watching Black excellence in filmmaking with award-winning films like Selma, Hidden Figures, and more. Mm. And why not round out the weekend on June 20th at 10 p.m. on ABC, watching To Tell the Truth with celebrity panelists like Kevin Nealon and Retta. I feel like that's a fun way to end the weekend. On to today's guest. This hilarious actor and comedian has voiced Father Time on Star versus the Forces of Evil, and he's also playing Mr. Smee in the upcoming Disney Plus feature, Peter Pan and Wendy. But right now, he's voicing the title character's funny father in Disney and Pixar's latest masterpiece, Luca, coming to Disney Plus. The story of a sweet sea monster who left the water to explore the stunning Italian Riviera. So please welcome to the show, Jim Gaffigan. Hi, my friend. Thank you for having me. I, it's so great to be part of the Disney family. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, Jim, before we get started, I think we need to get to the elephant in the room and, and get it out of the way because, well, do well, Sorry. I, I'm not that fat. I put on some weight. <laughs> I, I, look, while doing some research on you, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole and I found myself watching you talking about your Walt Disney World visit. By the way, I have a lot of Disney material because I have a lot of kids and I've been to Disney many <laughs> times. And Orlando is, there's a lot of corporate events there because people love Orlando. Obviously there's Anaheim and you guys have probably been to all the Disney throughout the world and we, probably we have people in every town, but that's all right. I'm not going to bring that up, but yes, no, I have a love hate relationship with Disney theme parks because I, I prefer non-movement. I'm a fan of that. And that, that's not to say like, I prefer to stand in a line, which it's weird because I, will complain about things. And the charm is because it really is this special place and it's your kids, you create this memory and and it has a special place for so many things. But like, I'm somebody who just wants to sit indoors and eat Indian food. <laughs> you can do that at Disney. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't kind Jim, but I, I, I did get over it because I know that, you know, deep down, I'm sure you actually love It's a Small World. Well, if you've been there enough, it's kind of like complaining about your kids or your parents. <laughs> you obviously still love them. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. So one line from the video that I super related to because I'm a big foodie was, that's what a vacation is, us eating in a place we've never been. That's right. <laughs> Very relatable. Were there some places at Walt Disney World you remember enjoying eating at? I think in the the uh, African safari thing, there's like a really good buffet place yes. that has African cuisine or or Middle Eastern cuisine, but it's that's good. But you know, I also, you know, I mean, who doesn't like French fries? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, I'm going to Orlando uh, in <laughs> December, and I will be doing the you know the whole Magilla again. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it's just like, you know, like I had this joke about like Disney's the only place where you can walk around for 14 hours and still gain weight, right? Because, you know, you got to get something, you know, you got to get one of those ice cream things that looks like Mickey's head. You got to. Agree. Agree. 
Well, I know that we favor talking about food on this podcast all the time, but we're here to talk about Luca. So let's bring it back. Jim, tell us how this role came about for you. Well, I, I should say this all, you know, even down to this interview, it's all been in this pandemic world virtual thing. They wanted me to record some lines because they were considering me for Lorenzo, but it's all been, I did all the sessions in my house, you know, in this rental house that we rented because of the pandemic. I love the script. I mean, I'm very, a huge fan of Pixar. I mean, the batting average, like if their success rate was a batting average or a winning percentage, it's insane. It's like, are they even allowed to make a bad movie? It's just, there's a level of consistency there so that you know, I was so excited to be able to do a Pixar movie. And, you know, the character, you know, he plays this dad who's, you know, a little clueless, but well-intended, which kind of sums me up. So, you know, why not? I was going to say, aside from the the scales and the tail, do you, do you see some of yourself in Lorenzo? Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit more distracted than me, but that's also coming from a guy who is away from his family right now, uh, working in Vancouver. But yeah, I'm a little, you know, I try my best. And, you know, I think Lorenzo has uh, good intentions, which are, that's pretty important for a parent, you know. But yeah, I mean, I'm not raising show crabs. That's for sure. But who knows what's in your future? If you, know, you, know. you don't know what tomorrow brings. You never know. <laughs> Recording all this during a pandemic must have been interesting to say the least what was that process like you'd think it would be more of there is a certain amount of comfort you feel in your home you know they figured out the technological hurdles so it wasn't one of those I mean it was definitely like no talking while I'm doing this which is kids always want to hear but you know there is something about the comfort you feel in your own home you know what I mean? Like you guys even doing this here, you're, you're in your places. So if there's a certain comfort there that you might not have access to if we were doing this like a regular junket. Do you know what I mean? But you're more comfortable. You didn't have to drive. You didn't have to deal with parking. So I do think that's an element that probably has an impact on the recordings. You know, of that. Uh, you and Maya Rudolph have really amazing voice chemistry so hilarious did you two know each other before and did you have a chance to rehearse together at all before recording no you know there was hopes of doing a session together but i had worked with her on a sam mendes movie where she and john krasinski go around america visiting other parents so i hung out with her for a couple of days when i shot that movie but you know, I'm a huge fan of hers, but otherwise it was just, you know, it's just the magic of, you know, sound editing. It really did sound like you guys had worked up this a routine. It was the rapport is so good. And so, I mean, the magic of Pixar um, and both of your voices. For, for people who are listening and maybe don't know this, you're not just a fantastic voice actor and soon to be Smee, but you're a hilarious comedian. Oh. Did you improv at all while you were recording your lines? I think I did, but I think it's, you know, there's something about a project like this, particularly for an animated movie. There's situations where it's appropriate, and then there's situations where 
you realize that Enrico, who wrote and directed this, this is their baby. And so me doing a voice session, you hopefully want to add value, but you don't want to be like, hey, I'm doing it this way. Whereas like with an <laughs> indie film, you eventually know the character better than the writer does. But with an animated film, particularly for a character like Luca's father, I wanted to make sure that I got the director's goals achieved for uh, Lorenzo. Anyway, what I'm saying is I'm a great guy. <laughs> you know it, I know it, Tony knows we it. We all know it. I mean, people, <laughs> a lot of people talk about it. <laughs> so what did you think when you first saw the finished film? Was it what you thought it would be on the day you first heard about it? You know, I had seen La Luna. I don't know if you saw Enrico, yes. uh, Enrico's. And that kind of blew me away, right? And so I was like, gosh, you know, if he can capture some of that charm in Luca, but it, it yeah, it, it exceeded my expectations. I knew that it would be good. And I knew that somehow Pixar always seems to stick the landing on all these movies. You know, and when you're a performer of working on a character, you tend to focus on that character. So even if you've read the script a couple of times, there's pieces of it that you discover that resonate so much more than on the, the written paper. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it, it surprised me, even though I had pretty high expectations. Well, let's shift gears real quick to Peter Pan and Wendy. What can you tell us about this new take on the story? Well, it's really exciting because I would say, you know, the Peter Pan thing is so unique because obviously Disney is doing all these different live action versions, right? Unlike some of the other ones, in my opinion, the Peter Pan story has such a classic kind of timeless human element with the fact of like, nobody wants to grow up, especially Jeffrey, you know? <laughs> but the whole thing is, is that, so it's, it's a very unique thing. So I think people are very protective of it, even though it's been done many times, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like, it's a very ambitious thing, but I would say there's been no indication that this, I mean, obviously I'm biased too, but David Lowry's really smart and really thoughtful and you know if anyone hasn't seen pete's dragon it's like that's you're like whoa you know like you know pete's dragon the, the original one was okay and and he did something and he's doing that with peter pan in a way that is i mean i don't want to jinx it but you know it is no joke it's like a full big budget movie but it's also there's not a wasted moment in this and there's nothing where it feels like it misses does that make sense i know i'm being very vague but <laughs> no it's yeah. and selfishly as an actor you know you want to be in good things and by the way it's going to come out in 2022 because they have to do so much stuff to it but i think it's it's going to have an impact like if you know because you guys are all disney world nerds it's gonna yeah. have like you know the first beauty and the beast impact mm. that's my prediction you know like that first beauty and the beast they were like it should be nominated for an academy award like i think that david lowry's vision 
is going to resonate like that. And it's wow. such an important story, similar to Beauty and the Beast. You know, it kind of touches humans inherently. Does that make sense? I'll, I'll say that your, your vagueness is leaving me at the edge of my seat in anticipation. So I'll give you that, Jim. Yeah. Now, we generally like to ask our guests about some of their Disney favorites. I got to say I'm a little nervous here, but, okay. but here we go. Aside from Luca, your favorite Pixar film? Well, my most recent one, which I think does, you know, sometimes the most recent thing, but I think Soul was pretty mm. brilliant. Beautiful. I think Soul was brilliant. Also, it was super ambitious. It's like, you know, in this day and age when there's a reckoning that we're all kind of dealing with as a country, and there's also being respectful. There's also the music, you know, like it's like so ambitious, but it was also touching. It was the, the Pixar kind of asking these human questions that, you know, you don't expect in some animated movie. I would say that or um, Wally. Yeah. I love Wally, my favorite. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Favorite Disney movie that isn't Pixar. Gosh, you know, there is so many. I mean, now we're talking about this huge catalog, right? So, you know, there is something about, and maybe because I was so blown away by how surprised, how good it was, was, I mean, Frozen, the first Frozen, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't expect it to be, and I was just a dad taking my kids to a movie. And I was like, all right. And also, you know, watching a movie like that with, you know, your two daughters, it's just kind of like, boom, you know, but I feel like I'm ignoring other classic Disney ones. I think Frozen is a solid answer. (laughs) Well, moving along, favorite funny Disney character. Ooh, you know, I mean, I think that like, I think that the humor of Smee and Captain Hook in the original animated is pretty funny. That's pretty timely. You know, it's like they have a great. Yeah, that was what 1939 or whatever. I don't know, or 1969. It doesn't matter. It's like still a billion years ago, and I'm much younger than both of you guys. <laughs> but um, it is something about like that Captain Hook and Smee relationship that was really funny. I think. And last, we end uh, every interview with this. Your yeah. favorite Disney memory. Ooh, favorite Disney memory. I think when I was at Disney, you know, the million times I was there, <laughs> and my now 15-year-old son, who is like such a teenager, and like I text him, he doesn't text me back. His when he met Buzz Lightyear, that was at, at a Disney park. Like, it was like he was nervous. It was like he was needing, you know. And the weird thing is, as an adult, you're like, but that's, doesn't he know that's just somebody in a costume? And, but like, so at the time he was, you know, I don't know, bored, you know? It was so earth shattering. That's probably one of my favorite Disney moments. Or dancing with my oldest daughter, I think it's in El- in the Anaheim one. There's like there was like a dance park. I don't know if it's still there. And she was dressed as Belle, and we were dancing to Beauty and the Beast. 
at the Disney. Mm, I love that so much. Those are great answers. Jim, thank you. I'm very happy to hear that you've had some positive Disney theme park experiences. (laughs) This is great. Congratulations on Luca. It is amazing. And I can't wait. I think we can't wait to see you in Peter Pan and Wendy. Appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Jim. Take care. Guys, I love Jim and I feel so much better about his view on the Disney theme parks. I'm Beautiful. very, I, I, I understand now. I, and I, and I, that was sorted it. together. <laughs> and I can't wait to watch Luca again now, having yeah. talked to him. Cause it's always so interesting to like be like, oh yeah, that does sound, yeah, I, yeah, I see that now. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week, y'all, with more Disney news and a fantastic guest in an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.